In a world where options are limitless, but time is not, two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. So, I've got two shows here to talk about that are strangely reminiscent of each other, and I don't think that was meant to be on purpose. So, first of all... On, I want to make sure it is on. I mean, if we need to shake it up, I've always watched a superhero show of some kind. Well, these are kind of superhero-y. Just want to make sure it's on because you're uh, English, blah, blah, blah. Filming locations, Liverpool, Obvi. Um, well, where is it? I don't know where I saw it on. It's a TV series. Okay. And it's TV 14. So it's called The Irregulars. Does that make you think of anything? Um, my bowels? Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay, yes. That. Sherlock Holmes yes. has the Irregulars. And for those who don't know, the Irregulars are the street people, the street urchins who can get information for Sherlock Holmes and are... They're his Avengers? Sort of. My oldest has been watching this with me, and her biggest complaint is they're too clean to, to be... To be urchins. To be urchins, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's really your biggest I don't, I don't know why that strikes me as so funny. <laughs> okay, so, spoiler alert. All right. The Irregulars have, one of them anyway, has some sort of ability of some sort. We're not really sure. I've only seen, I think, the first two or three episodes and is dropping one a week. And it turns out that this, let's say, 16-year-old girl, she's somewhere in the teens, but I'll say she's 16. She's apparently Sherlock Holmes's daughter, and her sister is not, I guess, because her sister appears to be of Asian ancestry, and this girl isn't, nor is the actor playing Sherlock Holmes. So I am assuming that she, the other girl who plays her sister is not Sherlock Holmes's kid, but no one ever says that outright to tell me, because I'm like, am I, is this like a, Okay, do I not ask that question? Anyway, mom is gone and or dead. Still unclear on that. Now. Is is Moriarty in this one of Asian descent? That would be an interesting twist. Have, uh, this, the half-brother of, of Sherlock Holmes and more. I mean, it, it probably isn't. But I'm just saying, like, if, you're gonna, if you, you want to make something interesting, and that would definitely be a rig. It would. Here's Though I don't thing. think Moriarty does not sound like a a very Asian name to me. No. Um, so there is this prince named Leopold. And Leopold has hemophilia. And Leopold is the eighth child of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. For real. And I, Leopold... I was about to say, I don't know of any Leopolds that aren't princes. Isn't he dreamy? And Leopold, having the hemophilia in the mid-1850s, did not live past 30. So you have... I mean, that can be said of a number of maladies in the 1850s if you had fill-in-the-blank. Right. Your, your life expectancy went significantly down. So you've got this foursome of urchins two boys and two girls very benetton 
And they were all in a workhouse together, and the mom is gone and or dead, or they, she's dead, and we find it later she isn't. I don't know. And the older boy obviously likes the older sister, the whole thing like that. And they hang out together, and they look out for each other. And once in a while, there's a little soot on maybe a nose to remind you that they're virtually homeless, but, you know. Not not extra homeless. No. It's not deluxe. It's not biggie-sized homelessness. So then you have Leopold, who is... Leopold was an actual person, and so he interacts with them, and he sees the older sister and thinks she's awesome. And so he starts sneaking out of the palace because one could do that. And he was always kept away from everybody else because he had hemophilia and he could bleed out. Is Are there a lot of prince and princesses that don't sneak out of now? Now that you've said that, like I'm, thing. I'm thinking of all of the movies that princes and princesses sneak out of, uh, you know, their, their castle or, you know, uh, w- whatever they, they happen to be living, mansions or... Now, because he has been sick most of his life, he has been kept indoors and tutored indoors and has what? A particular set of skills. He is the one who can read stuff or know stuff or quote stuff because he's had nothing else to do but read. But of course he didn't tell his new street urchin friends that he's a prince because he figures that wouldn't go over so well. Is this not the plot to the original Aladdin? Street urchin, like prince, oh, yeah. princess meets. Now, at some point, is there a magic carpet? And Not quite. Does, does one of the urchins show them a whole new world? Yes, she does show him a whole new world. On a magic carpet ride? No. no. And so you have Dr. Watson. Who is who also is... a genie. No. No. Uh, and we're unclear what's happening with him. And Holmes is in and out of, should I... Do cocaine? Should I not do cocaine? I'm going to ruin the story for you guys. If it's opium or cocaine, Sherlock Holmes gives it a yes. But not all the time. So sometimes he does it, sometimes he doesn't. And then you have, you know how, I know you didn't watch much of it or any of it, but in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sunnydale was on the Hellmouth. And that's where all the evil creatures were coming from, and she always had to save the world because it was on the Hellmouth. Well, Something similar like that is happening in London because Watson, again, I think he had a tesseract, but it was in a box. Who does not have a tesseract Everybody nowadays? Does. Like... And so he opened the box and you have the blue shiny tesseract and that started the Hellmouth. So I can tell you're following this very well because that's exactly how it's presented. And it's one of those things that's really dark, like physically dark, like I can't tell what's going on. And then Anna Grace will say, I just want to find out what's going on. I don't need a teen romance now. And yet. Boom. And yet. Skadoosh. So there's some woman who tries to rebuild her husband into a Frankenstein type creature. And that didn't work out so well. And she was not Helena Bonham Carter, but close. This is this is who you get when she's unavailable. Yes. When yes. she when she's doing another mm-hmm. Tim Burton movie, you and get cannot... this woman. Uh, and this woman, by the way, uh, played Lord of the Flies in my favorite, which you have yet to watch. There's, there's good omens. Okay, there we go. I was anyway. it, it was that or uh, 
There's, there's good omens. Way. I've only watched good omens over and over again. Whatever. But it's not the only thing you've chastised me for. Not but this one's really important to me. Listen, sometimes you got to watch Superman the movie for the 77th time. I see. So, The Irregulars. Why am I still watching it? I love Sherlock Holmes things. And so this, there's a part of me that stays with it. This feels like a very science fiction-y Holmes. Yes. And now... I'm in a similar boat with like Sherlock Holmes. Like it, it, it's it's almost just it's like a I love watching a good like comedy or I like science fiction. Those are just genres I I tend to enjoy. Sherlock Holmes is almost its own little genre. I think I have seen roughly every interpretation mm-hmm. and did like young well, I Sherlock just Holmes. Throw in here, um, sci-fi comedies are not always good. Earth Girls are easy. Continue. Well, I mean, but to to Jeff counter Goldblum. to counter. Jeff Back Holden. to the Future and Ghostbusters are also sci-fi comedies. Like you, no, you do, you do get to Earth Girls. I guess, or, yes, I, I guess you're making sci-fi, a valid point. But they just, Men in Black was a good movie. Well, made all those a couple movies bucks. I thought were like real. So okay, I mean, yes. in my head, yeah, they are. <laughs> okay, so I've stayed with it for reasons unknown to me. If I never see another episode, I'll be fine. It's super cool, and it's not like. That's the only way you can see Sherlock Holmes and yes. interpreted. Like, I mean, just wait five minutes, and Robert Downey Jr. will do another oh, one, and or they'll do they'll do a network TV show like lightly based on like the home the you know Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Like, there will be something in about four seconds that's either about like what we've got Enola Holmes. Like, there is an endless like just dearth of Holmesian. Goodness and badness. And um, in this one, Sherlock Holmes reminds me ever so much of... Oh, who who plays Holmes in this one? I'm, I'm looking it up to tell you. Oh, come on. Because see, you don't see that much of him. Who plays Holmes? It's not Voldemort, but it could be. Is it? Is it his brother? No. But it could be. <laughs> he, it, it's a, like you're an off-brand finds. Yes, Henry Lloyd Hughes. See, Who he could very be. much, yeah, yeah, he could be. Anyway, when you can't get Voldemort, <laughs> you get Henry Lloyd Hughes. So it's okay, and it's different. It, it is it irregular. It is irregular. There you go. All right. Well, then I mean, it, at the bare minimum, it lives up to its name. It does. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Henson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching on TV and. Far more excited about, but with reservation, the Nevers. When I heard this initially announced back in, it was like 2017 or 2018. I assume this is a comic. I was, no, it's uh, because it was Joss Whedon. And this is before we found out that Joss Whedon was apparently quite belligerent and kind of a terrible person, which breaks my heart because I have nothing but deep and abiding love for Nathan Fillion, who, who really came to our our eyes and our hearts through Firefly. I know. Let's try to put it aside. Okay, so The Nevers stars... Are you ready? I want to pull it up so you can get it. Not Anne Hathaway. That's, they get a whole <laughs> lot of knots. <laughs> I keep looking at her, and I know it's not Anne Hathaway, but she looks so but, much like Anne Hathaway. But if you fell asleep or you had a little bit too much to drink, you you... You could assume that is Anne Hathaway. Her name is Laura Donnelly, and she's... Get away from her! It, she, she's Irish! Anyway, she's... 
She is not. <laughs> Her partner is Jez Butterworth. That's a that's wow. A, he looks like a guy named Butterworth. Is he, is he worth he? some butter? He is not. Hey, he is. He has had his butter's worth. Yes. Yes. Anyway, um, so the Nevers. Here is the premise. It is mid eighteen hundreds London, <laughs> just like the Irregulars. <gasps> it's. Maybe maybe they shared some sets or maybe. And in this one, and I've they've only shown the first episode, which is all I can tell you about it, is you see all of these women going through horrible things of their horrible days. One's being dragged off to the asylum while she's pleading with her husband not to take her. She is she reminds me of the preacher chick from Orange is the New Black. So it's not that woman. There's <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a there's a board game or a game to be played on car trips with Jane called They're Not This Person. <laughs> but and close using, enough. Using these clues to whom they are not, you must guess whom they are. You could win. I, I think so. I mean, not money, uh, not no. prestige. But, but you know who I'm talking about. Bragging rights. Yeah. Uh, so not that woman. Uh, so you see her, and they're all looking up in the sky. You see not Anne Hathaway. She is... Mrs. True. And Mrs. True is apparently trying to kill herself because she just jumps into the Thames, I guess. and A, a body of water yes. of, of sorts. And then just, you know, various and sundry people seeming to be miserable. Not all of them urchins or maybe any of them. Well, I mean, the, the urchin life, that, like the, as much as... the irregulars. As, as much as I feel like somebody would have rapped about that if rap had of it existed then uh, does not seem like a glamorous life. Mm -mm. So what happened on this particular... So you, this event happens, you see all these people being miserable, and then it goes three years later. And then at the end of the episode, it shows you what happened. So what happened was, imagine a steampunk helicopter, wait for it, filled with a tesseract... Man, there really is. Did the Costco, blue light is did Costco have like a shipment of so. heavily discounted tesseracts? <laughs> They're everywhere. And everybody, they had to go, go, go. Or was, oh, <laughs> was Oprah giving away to yes. you? You get, get a tesseract. tesseract. You get a tesseract. So you have this enormous thing and everyone looks up and all of these little bits of light or something, something rains down on the people. And then you see a glow. And then it's, it's not raining men. No. no. Okay. And what happens is not Anne Hathaway is brought back to life or at least near death. And you see that. And then you see a prestigious man's young daughter collapse. We don't know what that means. And then you just see people you've seen the whole time and how they were affected, including woman going to the nut house for good reason, I might add. So apparently the Tesseract helicopter has done something that everyone forgot about. They don't remember the helicopter or the Tesseract. They just know something happened on this day, but no one knows what it is. Actually, they don't even quote the day. They just say, after this year, we started having the touched. Now... I'm not going to make any jokes that are asking for it. But the touched, meaning touched in the head. And that means people who are somehow altered. And Mrs. So this is your you, this is your MacGuffin. How, like, instead of dark they're, matter they're or... They're mutants. Yeah. They're mutants now. And 
there is, of course, a rich woman in a wheelchair. But does she need it? I don't know. Anyway, uh, she has hired some other woman, Mrs. True, who tried to kill herself and came back. Okay, she gathers up all of these touched people. They're all female, and none of them are, let's say, of standing. Really feels like you're describing to me like a Victorian X-Men. Exactly. That is exactly. Okay, this is what it, it is. It only affects women. But they so so female female Victorian X-Men. Yes. But they didn't want to get sued by Disney, so they were like Ixnay on the Men Xay. Yes. And also they're not men. So no, they couldn't call them the X-Men. Ex- yes, yeah. exactly. So there there are the crazy ones who are legit crazy. And then there are the ones who seem not to be crazy. And one girl is, she's just, this is my power. I'm just large. And she's like 15 feet tall. And that was kind of funny. So. I'm large. What's yours? So Victorian, Victorian ex women, but they speak like they're in Gone with the Wind. Yes. (laughs) I I do declare. (laughs) At Uh, at, at any point, does anybody ask for a mint julep or to retire? I have no doubt. Retire from the haberdashery. One of them can create things convenient. And what kind of thing? Cheeseburgers? Uh, uh, electricity. She oh, sees where it goes. So she can build too. things. So she made a car. Did they have right. motor cars in the mid 1800s? And when the d- d- cars didn't run on electricity till a minute ago, did they? Or do I not? I, I mean, I don't. I, and I've heard I about. Didn't ask. I don't understand how internal combustion works, but that's what I hear my car runs so on. So you can imagine how the wealthy white men of London who run the city feel about women having ideas. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> Yes. Something like that? Exactly. That, it's a rough approximation of their reaction. <laughs> so, Bad show. <laughs> I think my favorite visual of the whole thing was when, uh, not Anne Hathaway, she has to go to the opera, not worth explaining. And so she has on this dress. But she has to go? She had to go. Because right. she can see a little bit in the future, She's... but not enough to explain anything. She just knew she had to go to the opera. There was an opera emergency? Yes. Literally something that's never happened. <laughs> and so she... Jane, I must go. There's an opera emergency. So she's chasing one of the bad touched people who happens to be woman who was being taken off to crazy town. And she's just killed somebody because she's crazy. And so she goes down this chute and she has this beautiful red ball gown on. It's not full gone with the wind, but it has a little bit of flouncy flounce. And she made it from a set of drapes. Yes. And so the ball gown comes off of her. And, of course, she has on all this white frilly under stuff. And she lands in what? Well, that is the great thing about the Victorian era. Like, like you've got 17 layers of everything. She lands in the superhero pose. Oh, the the, the punch net, like me down. That was nice. I just that was just a nice little touch that I appreciate. And chronologically, she may have originated that now. Yes. So there seem to be a, a lot of people who have particular sets of skills. And the thing is, other than the regular men who don't like it, there is a group of scary looking people who are stealing these other people for we assume nefarious purposes as yet not revealed. Your your brotherhood of Creepiness. Brotherhood of evil 
touched. Mm-hmm. Now, comparing... They really, they really should have come up with... There had... I know. Get a thesaurus. Like, that touched. worst possible thing... I think they I've were been thinking... fighting making jokes this entire I know, podcast. I know, I know. Right. It's It's hard to let go. Even when you said, like, bad touch, I was like, oh, that... Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not going to make the joke. I'm not going to do it. I can hear, though, Captain Mal saying, the titched. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's how I choose to it hear really, it. It really... There's a couple of people that should be allowed to be in whatever they want. Nathan Fillion is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Goldblum is another one. Timothy of them. Elephant and Timothy. They're they're the trifecta of I don't care. I don't I don't care if they just show up as themselves. They're allowed to come in and say and do really whatever they want in my life in a television show at a restaurant. Just let these people show up and be exactly. So I found the Nevers. And they've not said never yet, so I don't know where that's coming in from. I found the nevers to be more entertaining than the irregulars. And that's really all I have. However, on the Netflix, I happened upon a movie with Melissa McCarthy called Thunder Force, which I had zero expectations about. It was completely predictable. And how did that work out? I was not expecting the Nell jokes. And, I found it so very entertaining. Well, I mean, to be fair, when when do you expect the Nell Nell the yes the, the film Jody Foster? That, okay, yes. all right. I was making sure. Yes, I, I didn't know what third Nell there was, but I was like, uh, I'm not always current up with what the cool kids are talking about nowadays. What with their slap bracelets and Walkmans, but yes. sure, Nell. Uh, so, which is what the cool kids talk about there. I just need to condense about 10 minutes of Melissa McCarthy. And I laughed out loud at Thunder Force. And other than the fact that it's predictable and blah, 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 and blah, 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 for those jokes that I did not expect in any way, shape, How, or form, yeah. I, I mean, just, I enjoyed when, it. When's the last time someone's made a nail joke? <laughs> like... I used to make them all the time, but it's but that a was twenty five years ago. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just, yeah. There, it's have no expectations and just enjoy the Melissa McCarthy moments because there are enough to enjoy. Oh, I forgot. Sorry, we Jason, buried the lead with Nell. Oh. Jason Bateman is in it, and he has crustacean arms, and Melissa McCarthy. And he like each other, and she rubs butter on it. And then they do a dance, much like in Airplane, when they did the Saturday Night Fever dance. Yeah. Only he's got the crustacean arms. I do I do love some Jason Bate. And Jason, I didn't know he was in it either. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> he, he is another, not quite the trifecta, as previously mentioned. But like if Jason Bateman shows up, I don't get mad either. No, no. So it's not a genius movie, but I got a lot of pleasure over it. But sometimes just Jason Bateman winking and raising an eyebrow amuses me. So He he does have quite the command performance. Yes. yes. So <laughs> the fact that he's got crustacean arms. That's Oh, and by the way, how they sold that, that ties I want, into, I want I want to see that meeting. Of, that ties into the Nevers because something happened and people got superpowers. But only those who were psychopaths. Now, Jason Bateman 
only got crustacean strength and crustacean arms because he was um let's he's he was he attacked like- by a crab in his family jewels and somehow became part crab it feels like somebody went through stanley's trash can in the <laughs> 1960s when he was like all right we need to have uh, an insect um powered superhero and he's oh, uh, well we could we could do a arachnid boy no 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 nobody would look at that uh crustacean art no yeah, no no yeah, uh, spider-man the amazing spider yes crab that'll man. do that'll excelsior crab man so yes there is enough comedy in thunder force for those of a certain age who get the references to appreciate now i think if you're 10 and under you'll find it amusing oh the reason they're thunder force um octavia spencer yes sure yes that's Uh, a person they're She's really smart, and she developed a serum to make regular people superheroes. And so she and Melissa McCarthy get superpowers because everyone else who has a superpower is crazy, and the crazy girl is Mantis. So there is a Marvel tie-in. But the actress who played Mantis, not Mantis herself. And she does walk really slowly. I may have to just rewatch it and just hit Melissa McCarthy every time she's on screen or Bateman's on screen and just... Because there were some giggles there. I mean... To be fair, like even when they're in uninspired things, Bateman and McCarthy can usually wring out at least a little bit of juice, whatever their concept is. And let me put Thunder Force in context. If I had seen this as a matinee, I would not have wanted my two hours of life back. If I'd gone to the theater and seen it, I and I was perfectly happy it was made for Netflix and <sighs> there were some laughs. And maybe you need to watch the movie Nell first. <laughs> Just to make sure that you get all the, the subtle nuances. Yes. And fair enough. Yes. So uh, the Irregulars and the Nevers and Thunder Force all magically tied together. This has been Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.